another lesson Now I'm counting my blessings I'm trying to keep my perspective From making me look a fool I've been down in the wreckage And people keep second guessing I don't think they got the message No matter what, keep your cool I didn't learn another lesson Now I'm counting my blessings I'm trying to keep my perspective From making me look a fool I've been down in the wreckage And people keep second guessing I don't think they got the message No matter what, keep your cool Keep your cool, keep your cool, 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 cool. Welcome to another episode of Misfits and Mystics. You are hearing Alicia's voice, and I have one, two, three, four, five. Well, one, two, three, four, five, six lovely guests with me, and they're going to introduce themselves. We have the returning favorite is I, <laughs> and Devin, and Ico Daria. And Jamila Amor and Jima and Shay Shay Dean. Mr. Shay Shay to the Dean. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so thank you all so much for being on my podcast. Are you ready for this conversation? You're Turn welcome. Up. Before we hop into the conversation, we're gonna play a game. Yay! <laughs> I love games. All right, so we're gonna play this or that. Ooh. Okay. I need you all to like speed. go on it like speed. speed. Okay. okay. I may right. pause you because I might want to know why. All but right. Just Bet. speed. Bet. So first thing, hot or cold? Hot. Cold. Cold. I like. Uh, what? It's cold. <laughs> it depends. It's cold. Yeah, it depends. I'd rather be cold. What? Look Lukewarm. Lukewarm. Oh no. This no. or that? You can only take. You can only take off so many clothes. Okay. Hot. Right you, you can put on oh, a lot of clothes. Yeah. You can only take hot. off. It's hot. Okay. Um, pizza or wings? Hot. Wings. Wings. Pizza. Pizza. For real? Yeah. Pizza. For real? Chicken out. Oh, wow. Yikes. Um, <laughs> she said, <laughs> I didn't know that. I'd be forgetting. I'd Because it's still new to me. Black or white? White. 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 Black. 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 <laughs> black lives matter. Okay, well, if we're going that way, then black. Yeah, that's different. I was literally just making color. Black is a bold color. That's rich. Black is beautiful, period. Factual statements. In between. Uh, uh, gray. Black so you know it had to. So you're Got it. It is. It's rich. She's like, I got my answers. I got authority. You right? I can't wait. <laughs> okay, uh, cake or cupcakes? Cupcakes. Cupcakes. For sure. Oh, cake. Cake. <laughs> She's like, I really cake. have to think about Who this. Is it? What is okay. it? Okay. I would say cake. I'm not really a fan of either, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, hot or spicy? Not spicy. spicy. Hot or spicy? spicy. Is that the same thing? No. Are you talking about temperature-wise? Ooh, like hot? I'm talking about like food. Food. Uh, hot. Wait, I'm just kind of confusing. <laughs> Wait, I'm so confused. <laughs> I want my food. Wait, so like Damn buffalo like, or habanero? Right. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Habanero for sure. Yeah. Because I like spicy food. Yeah. Out. <laughs> <laughs> Ow, I know you can't do either I one. You can't either, right? It's nice sense. and hot, but not spicy. So you don't like spicy food? Not, not at all. Y'all in these weak tongues. Okay. Yeah. Don't say y'all. Oh, yeah, I ain't yeah, yeah, in the y'all. Tongues. You better, yeah. Not look, she better give me the word. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Juma. <laughs> Your tongue is strong and powerful. It, Get up! <laughs> she like, excuse me. No, no, no. Okay, okay. Um, let me think of one last. Let it be good. Let it be real good. 
I'm gonna be real. That's rude. a good one. Driver or passenger? Passenger. 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 Actually, no. I kind of like driving. Driving is actually pretty relaxing. Same. Put some good music on. Driving is therapeutic for me. Yeah. Period. It's actually driving. It's I need to drive. Also, I like to be in control, so there's my issue. Uh, you better <laughs> be true. You're true. That's, you know. I appreciate when I can be a passenger, but driving is very therapeutic. It's nice yeah, every it now and then, but like, when you got the right I can't just ride. Mm-hmm. Well, at my age, <laughs> you like to be a passenger. Okay. Spoiled. Okay. Age has nothing to do with that's exactly Keep living. Keep living. Keep living. She's full. I sure. feel like I'm still going to be driving. Not even going to lie to I'm going to, I'm, I love to drive, but I love to be a passenger. Especially Everybody. when my children are younger people in the car, they can go ahead and do their thing. I said, every I time you see her on a test, just test be at the Behind the wheel, Tess is behind the wheel. Cause she want to drive. Uh, yeah, no, Tess is a great she's driver. Thirsty. Are you she's crazy? She's crazy. No, she's a really safe driver. She's a safe driver. I mean, when I've been in the car with her, okay, never mind. I take it back. Every time I've been in the car with Tess, she's been driving really well. So I don't know. Are y'all just gonna put her out there like that? Yeah, I'm trying to have my sister's back. Y'all out here trying to go under the bus. No, we tell her to her face. She's a good driver. We tell her to her face. She can't drive. She get distracted. She don't. The role. She'd be like, well, it's a lot. Have, you, have, you, have you been in the car with her? Yes, I have been in the car with my mother. Okay, she does makeup. <laughs> she uses her knee. I do the same she thing. But she's tall enough to use her knee. I have been in the car with someone who is not tall enough to use her knee. Who is not tall enough to use her knee and yet use her knee. So here we are. You talking about her? Yes, I ain't talking about her. I don't know what she be doing. So... All right, so today's discussion. You're not. You always say that. This is literally always an argument. But no, that's what I'm saying. Anyway, today we are talking about tradition. Merry Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So when you think about here tradition, what does it generally make you feel? Do you feel like tradition is good? Do you feel like it's bad? Do you think of a specific thing? Mm -hmm. It depends on the content. I like tradition like... Every Thanksgiving, we get together and we do this. Mm-hmm. I do not like, oh, but this is how it always has been. I don't like yeah. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Factual statements. Ritual. Rituals. Yeah. I, I like, I think, when I think of, it makes me think of history, but more so from the standpoint of you can create traditions, and it could be a thing that builds bonding, but I don't like tradition when it comes to separation and putting people in bondage. Mm-hmm. I think there's a difference between tradition and preference. Explain. Like, you can have a way of doing things, but yet... Let me try to... Come back? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Devin, you have an answer. Well, I feel like I connect to what she said. I don't know what she says, what it means in my head, but kind of similar to what I used to say was that I like the fun part about oh we do this you know every time this time of the year or something like that but like I don't like where you know people make you feel pressured or make you feel like you have to something do it. wrong with you if you don't do it now like you're an outsider mm-hmm. okay over here you said rituals yes um 
It used to be a saying. Well, my mama used to cut the chick, uh, cut the um, ham always in the pot. And one person said, why do you always cut the ham? And it was like, well, Big Mama did it. And come to find out, the reason why Big Mama done it was because the pot was small. So it's like, sometimes tradition can be ignorancy, ignorant in some capacity, but some traditions is good, and it's good to make traditions. Okay, okay. Um, so... For those like traditions that have to do with like family or like every year traditions, do you all, or I guess, have you found that you've had trouble when those traditions change or like, how does that affect you? I think I do good with family traditions until somebody dies. So then like yesterday you called me and I was like, oh, I'm watching a video of us singing, but we were singing at a funeral. So now around this time of year, every year or uh, even at our family, at Thanksgiving, everybody started drinking. And then everybody just turned into a full-blown gospel choir. <laughs> Some of our strongest voices have transitioned. So now when it's like, oh, sing everybody, you'd be like. It's not the same. It's not the same. Because you'd be looking for those those harmonies. Mm-hmm. And you like, we missing something. Yeah, We don't sound the same. Um, I would say from the standpoint because I'm a change agent it's it's really interesting because everybody does not handle change the same but the only thing that's constant in life is change Yeah, like we're constantly evolving we're constantly changing so I think tradition is necessary in the sense of it's good to have that bonding point but when you get so tied into that point that you no longer enjoy what's happening because change has happened, that's when it becomes an uncomfortable place. But um, shifting in mindset and perspective to the point where change is constant, learning how to respect the differences as change happens, um, and then being willing to um, challenge it for people to come up with different ways to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Anyone else? No. Okay. Um, so what specific areas of your life involve traditions that you enjoy? City. What area of your what areas of your life involve tradition that you enjoy? Um, Christmas time. My entire family piles up at one house. And nobody can open up gifts at all until we all are together, like even our extended family. And then we watch all of the kids open up all their gifts together. That's like been like the one constant thing. Mm-hmm. I can depend on that every single year. I ain't getting nothing the last few years, but. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. Apparently it's the age limit. Right. But I was told when I was little, as long as you don't have no kids, you get gifts. I'm sorry. I just had a baby. <laughs> what I would say in regard to that is the older you get, traditions to me doesn't make a difference as long as the ones that I love mm-hmm. is alive and well 
and whatever time we spend together is fine because everybody life has went in different different directions mm -hmm. and everyone has their own family and their own children and their own lifestyle. So as long as everyone is happy, tradition has no bearing for me. That's good. Do you think that that has to do with um, your age and your experiences? And I'm asking because I'm young and like the changes that have happened in my family, uh, the traditions are the same, but like certain people not being there because they've gotten married or, you know, whatever, they're in a relationship so they go to somebody else's house. Right. That stuff has been really, really hard for me to take to the point where I don't even want to be there sometimes okay. because it just doesn't feel the same anymore. It's Everyone is changing. Yeah. Everything around change. Everything must change. Nothing stays the same. Yeah. But it has to do with age. Uh, I'm not saying, I don't want to use the word mature because that doesn't mean that I'm saying you're immature. I'm just going to say the older <laughs> you get, no, I'm serious. The older you get, certain things doesn't matter yeah. anymore. It, you don't hold that face value. It's just when the joy of just, okay, myself as a mother, a grandmother, and each my children have their own family so one thing about it is they have their their own tradition but they will make sure they come see mom and so i can flip it when my mother was alive mm -hmm. everything was didn't know my care everybody was gonna meet at mama house but when mama passed everything shipped mm -hmm. so i think that might have had a factor in tradition into each family branched off into their own. Right. Whereas sisters, brother, cousin, uncles, everybody went to my house. So tradition has a Yes. And so right. it's painful for some and these individuals making their own tradition. Yeah. Right and well that's yeah. True. My opinion. <laughs> Thank you for your opinion. Thank you. <laughs> uh, did you want to add anything to that? The question was, what specific areas of your life involve tradition that you enjoy? Um, lately, um, I can't say that I have ascribed to any kind of tradition, um, seeing that I have not been around my biological family, um, specifically within the last two years since I have moved out to Chicago. So um, as of late because I instantly think of family when it comes to, to tradition. Um, I have not been a part of anything concerning that, that topic of discussion. Um, yeah. So. Okay. Um, so then the opposite, what areas of your life involve tradition that you do not enjoy? Is it funny that it's the same thing? <laughs> no. No. So I love like being around my family, but in like increments. So like I can only take so much. On my mom's side, you know, they real cute and dancy. But everybody like with their head in the sky. <laughs> and I'm like, girl, shut up. So after like an hour, I'm like, all right, I'm ready to go. Uh -huh. On my biological daddy side, they don't do like gifts and stuff like that. 
But it's just, a, you've been around them. It's just a really good time to be yeah. there. Like, but you can only take them too also <laughs> for so long. Because so it's like, okay, we getting a little. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. So everybody needs to relax. Simmer down a little bit. So I think I get like anxious. Because it's very. When you going to get married? When you going to have some kids? Mm-hmm. I can't marry myself. And I can't have a baby by myself. So is this a question that you really should be asking me? So, next. Yep, yeah, I got you. Mm-hmm. Traditions you do not like. Um, tradition in the sense of that I do not like when I think about religion um, and how religion supersedes relationship. Like, for instance taking something very superficial in the sense of how uh, certain churches, when it comes to women, they don't agree with them wearing men's clothing, whatever that means, um, because that's their traditional preference. Um, I don't agree with things like that, that stifle, not even necessarily individuality, but more so um, try to um, say that their preference is God's will. Right. Um, and that's that's the kind of tradition that I don't um, not even agree with, but I honestly find it to be a sin because you're, 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 you're lying on God. Um, and and <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's the type of stuff that I don't. Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah. Mommy, you real quiet. Thinking how to answer some of the questions. It's like traditions I like, simple family. Traditions I don't like. It's like I really don't have an answer quite like that, but if it comes to like to Eiko's point of religion, it just it took me instantly to a Facebook post I saw somebody mm-hmm. post in regards to, and it was a female saying that uh, if you're a female and you're over men, you are um, you're an error, and God is not with it. And it's just like as somebody who knows that they're called to men, it's right. like that is a, a I don't know if that's necessarily t- tradition, but that's where the dangers of what you've seen in the past has so brainwashed you that you can't see what is real, really God's intent or what what is meant to be like an evolutionary portion or position on it. So it's just the Bible. And you didn't read your Bible. So it's like, you know, what happens to... So it, that's where it took me. But I'm like, is that really in the context of tradition? So it that's is. I'm just processing through Absolutely. like what that what that looks like. It's like tradition would tell um, people like... I mean, just looking at case in point of where we are today with the whole race issues. It's like it's because of old traditions that were taught and passed down. Mm-hmm. I, and um, even to the point where like when you were younger you go to Big Mama house. Those traditions were taught, passed down but who picks up the torch after she's gone? Right. Um, and because a lot of people haven't picked up a certain torch it's like a lot of that has been lost and the new traditions are lacking meaning to me sometimes. And when there's no meaning, it's like, to me, it's like, what's the point? Like, I'd rather have a few days of spending time with family and that becomes a tradition versus celebrating a holiday that takes away the real essence of what it's supposed to be. Mm -hmm. So my ideals on tradition and traditional things are not necessarily, I would say, common or normal because I'd rather create a tradition 
than to ascribe to one that really is meaningless and only was done because that was all that could be done yeah. and not really a meaning behind it. So, yeah. Also, when you say stuff like that, a lot of people, I know for me and my family, all of us are a little bit older now, so we between the ages of like 21 to like 35-ish. And a lot of people don't gather because of the tradition mm. growing up. Yeah. And it's because it's like, oh, no, I don't want to sit around and we're not going to talk about what's really going on in the room. Mm. The real. Yeah. 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 So I feel like like what she said, like a lot of people, I, I think I, I, I connect to that, too. Because you can only be, oh, I love you. Let's eat some pie. Oh, but he was touching you growing up. And yeah. I saw it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, that goes to the, the tradition of keeping secrets. Yeah. That's not a healthy tradition. And it's a lot of secrets that people have kept, that have kept people in, again, that just that idea of like bondage and being lost and broken as an adult because nobody had the courage or they weren't believed when they were young because it was like, you don't talk about that. Mm -hmm. yeah. It just kind of, it's. It was like the things that were common shouldn't have been common. Yeah, yeah. And we're they not became people. Either. They yeah. became tradition, and that, those traditions have caused for people to live years in bondage and secrets, or um, just shame and and wrong identity because mm -hmm. of what happened to them when they were a child. That because they didn't feel safe enough um, to open or to express themselves, or I, I think that even like transcends. Um, culture, I think that's humanity in a sense, because I think that anything that becomes shameful or embarrassing um, despite the way that you were raised, it becomes a tradition to keep that away in order to preserve your uh, reputation. Um, I think as I, as I even consider how um, the Japanese are really concerned with the way that they are presented, um, especially to the point to where their last name holds so much weight that, you know, their name precedes themselves. It's a tradition that that happens. Yeah. Um, I think that humanity has, has fallen into this societal norm, which is, a which, which is a tradition, to assume that whatever could be used against you, um, secret or not, um, should be traditionally held so that um, it preserves not only the individual but the family as a collective. Right. But then it leaves a false narrative. Right. But they don't care about that. But they don't care about that. It's, it's to save face. Yeah. It's like keeping up with the Johnsons. Yeah. As long as I can preserve this look, as long as I can have this mask, as long as I can um, have this facade, then at the end of the day... Um, I, and I think it's all... I mean, it's prideful. I think to a certain extent, tradition does come into a prideful sense to where um, even if I look at America um, and how uh, this whole issue of racism is a thing um, and you have the Confederate flag, that to, to, to those people who hold that to a standard, that's their tradition. And to, and to rip that away from them, um, unfortunately, causes them to grief. But that is their tradition. Um, in, in the sense of this is what they are, they are accustomed to. This is what they, um, to a certain extent, they worship. Um, and I think even that in and of itself, worship is a form of tradition. 
Um, and I think that if <laughs> <laughs> I think that um, even if you look at it as it as it compares to world religions and how other cultures um, kind of interact with their deities, it 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 calls for traditions to become forth because in their mind tradition brings structure and without that structure then how can you say that you um submit to this kind of belief Mm -hmm. um and i think that works the same way with um how we as humans um ascribe to the structure of family to save face it's it's all about it's all about this false narrative of of structure and stability um, I think that's a lot of the times what tradition is held under the guise of. Um, and so in a lot of cases, tradition brings bondage instead of freedom when it should bring freedom. Because if we're doing tradition right, then people should be liberated as opposed to bound to this to this certain ideology that causes other people in generations after that to not be um, understood. <laughs> I think to your your point, like where in this, um, you think about tradition and you say like how tradition versus, um, I would say a way of life is two mm. totally different things. Um, and in your statement of like what worship is tradition, I think that's the problem. Yeah, it's become tradition and it hasn't become a lifestyle, yeah. a way of life. Yeah, and people have thought of it as like I only worship in this place or only do things in a certain space and place and it hasn't become a part of your life that's why I think people miss the fullness of what abundant life is really supposed to be like Um, because they've limited to a space and a place that has become tradition and not like a a way of life yeah Yeah. I agree with that so tradition um, tradition has its place to teach I think but when it becomes the thing where um, people get locked into it and they're not experiencing it anymore and they're just tolerating it, mm-hmm. I think that's when it becomes toxic. Yeah. What you think, Gima? Tradition. Tradition. <laughs> Tradition. I guess old school. My mom, their tradition was to go the it, hmm, family got together and family communicated together family ate together mm-hmm. and in my household I have came up with a household with mom and dad our tradition was to sit at the table together and we ate together on holidays all the time all the time <laughs> and so that was our tradition in our household so we prayed prayer and we ate together. That was so cute. And so, <laughs> so I had relatives that thought that was so weird. And they thought it was, oh, they, 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 uh, look at them. <laughs> it was funny to them. The Cosby. Because this way before the Cosby came out. But because the structure of this tradition was family family stays together family have each other back it was i had five siblings dad said one have a fight all of y'all better jump in (laughs) and so that was (laughs) that's what we do you know and so and that was tradition but now 
tradition that was then because holding structure. Now, my father was raised by his mother because his father got killed in the military. Mm -hmm. So he was not raised with a father. He was raised with a stepfather. So he met my mom, and my mom was only raised by her mom. So they came together to form their own family. So everyone wanted what they seen our family had, what we had. So now that we in return got older, each one of us, we was used to sitting at the table together and that was our tradition. But like for Christmas time, we already knew, we were taught there was no Santa Claus. Mm -hmm. Mom and dad is doing the best they can, and the gifts that you're getting is what we can afford. Right. And then as the older we got, to, to, the tradition was one gift for the whole family. We got movie projectors, but we got clothes for school. School started in September. You grow out of you know, By December, you grew out. So we got school clothes because they had to look for the future, not at the time. So as I was coming up, well, should I say when I need raising my children, it was like, okay, you get school clothes because I couldn't, I was, couldn't do it all by myself. And so that was a tradition. So Christmas time uh, wasn't a big to do. In my mind, it was like, this is bill time. Mm -hmm. So I might have projected that to my children when they got older here, $100. You can spend it now or you can wait till my, should I say, you can you want it now or you can wait until I get my income tax. I give you $100 and then you can do whatever you want. So that became a tradition. You're a black mama. It's <laughs> like it's a Texas. Because, you know, and speaking of culture, the Jewish, they turn around with their tradition. They speak life over their children. Mm -hmm. They let them know when they're little, you're going to be a doctor, they buy all their toys or whatever they have geared to what they're going to be. But in our family, you know, we didn't have that backing of what we want. Go get a job in the factory and do the best you can. Mm -hmm. You know, and it depends on who the parent was. Mm -hmm. But tradition can make you or break you. And then you have to learn to form your new tradition. Yeah. So that was a really good point because I was about to say, at what point does tradition start to hold you back? Because I'm thinking about when I went, um, went out for a job once, they asked me, it was for a dance teacher position. They asked me what all I would need in order for the program to fully thrive. They were mm -hmm. just starting the program from scratch. And I basically told them like bare minimum stuff. And as I was leaving, there was one black lady in the room and she was like, let me walk you downstairs, you know. But she actually wanted to talk to me. She was like, listen, when you experience people like this, they have money. You don't ever tell them the bare minimum. You tell them over what you actually need mm -hmm. because they have it to give. And that was a lesson for me that made me realize, like, I'm so used to just using the little that I have mm -hmm. that yeah. asking for more is yeah, completely foreign. Yeah, it yeah, feels yeah, like I'm asking yeah. for too much. Exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah, like, I guess, what are experiences that you all have had that, you know, maybe made you realize that traditions kind of was, like, holding you back from 
really I, get I what you need in. Because of the poverty mindset of a culture of people, mm-hmm. it's taught us insecurity. Yeah. It's taught us limitation and it's been passed on from one generation to the next. And then you're also looked at as foreign when you think outside the box or wanting more and then you become like the odd man out. Mm-hmm. And I think it's been because of a limited mindset where it comes from a impoverished mindset. Mm-hmm. And the impoverished mindset where even if you have a lot, is always limiting. Mm-hmm. And we don't know in the boldness. I had an experience where it was a young lady. Um, I can't remember where she was from, but she wasn't from America. She wasn't from the United States. And she said that, you know, her parents were pretty well off, but she decided to go to school and she didn't take any of their money. She, but she said, she said, but I know I'm going to be a billionaire. And she said, I'm going to find you. We're not taught to think like that. Mm-hmm. We're taught to think like, get a job, do your best. You, mm-hmm. It's always going to be mm-hmm. or when, you know, good things happen, expect the worst. And mm-hmm. we're mm-hmm. taught that. And it's, it's become a pass on of tradition of poverty thinking. And I think it's been extremely limiting. Um, I'm actually been having sessions for myself right now in career coaching and talking to her and she asked me certain questions is to had me to really evaluate like how and also being asked questions like how do I view myself and realizing and she said something to me today. She's like, you don't see yourself right. And that's a problem for me. And it's like realizing that there's many of us that don't see ourselves the right way. Yeah. And it's come because of tradition or um, the way we, we family, friends, life, experiences, all of those things has caused us to become traditionally thinking less yeah. than yeah. and that yeah. we're not enough or it's never enough or that it's always going to be a certain way. And I think that's been passed down from generation to generation to generation. And it's been literally a impoverished mindset and breaking out of a impoverished mindset is extremely hard but it requires you to actually see yourself further than where you've been but taking it into a whole nother place of thought it's like had you been prepared had you been groomed to think outside the box you could have went in there and told them i need x y and z and say it confidently and not feel apologetic about like oh i just need the bare minimum because we're taught to survive and we're not taught to thrive um one i had somebody say to me one time it was like they're, they can't wait to see what I do when I'm out of survival mode. And it's like, if you've been able to accomplish this in survival mode, what are you going to do when you're actually thriving? Yeah. And I don't think it's something that we naturally innate, um, innately teach our younger people. Um, and it becomes a thing is we teach them fear and we teach them limit, but we do not teach them that they're more powerful than they can ever really understand if they just put their mind to it. So we allow them to stop at their fears instead of pushing them past them and actually challenging them to think outside the box beyond their limited perspective. And but you're it's also a taboo thing because the most common thing is what most people tend to lean to because they it's it takes a risk to stand to say or speak or do something different. I was never a billionaire who didn't take a risk. Are you doing money? You bring me your portfolio, we ask you, how aggressive do you want to be? You got to... <laughs> you got to play that hand. You can't be scared of what your partner might have. Yeah, what the opposing team... On. Yeah. Put that poker you face can't. On. You can't do that. If that was the case, my granny told me when I first started applying for jobs at the bank, you don't have your degree. So how you going to be work at the bank? 
Three months later, I was running that same bank. She told me that I wasn't supposed to apply for. So you can't really tell. For me, I was always in trouble growing up because <laughs> I broke all the traditions. <laughs> Whatever they told me, don't go left. I'm like, I'm finna go over there. What's over there? Because <laughs> there's something over there you don't want me to see, and I want to see it. But some people will say, my grandmother will say, she's rebellious. Mm -hmm. When I wasn't really rebellious, I was curious. Right. I wouldn't even say you was rebellious. You was a leader, and nobody knew how to cultivate it. You were scared because... Grandmama told you not to go over there. So you never went over there because somebody told you not to go over there. You never knew. Because the right. whole treasure chest. The only thing That's is, I think the spot. balance in that is that sometimes it's said for protection mm -hmm. and it produces limitation without when there's no actual explanation yeah. to bring understanding. And mm -hmm. I think because what they can have good intentions but because they did not provide understanding mm -hmm. for it and if you were just that courageous and if you were had that leader in you those type of things and that curiosity instead of it being brought to a place of understanding and cultivated mm -hmm. it was taught to be limited and then it becomes like oh you're rebellious because you don't listen that's a true to a certain extent but i think most of it is meant to be for protective in terms of not to just totally be against but you have but, that. Yeah. And, and you, I think you're absolutely right. Because my grandparents, they still married. Y'all hear them all the time going back and forth. My granny is always like, oh, you're supposed to do this, 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 because that's what you're supposed to do. My granddaddy be like, dude. <laughs> <laughs> what is, what's over there? And he would be like, oh, do this, do this. And then like, I told y'all, let that girl do what she got to do. But he would also be saying the same thing because he was a risk taker. When it comes to education, he got to went to the third grade if you met my granddaddy now and seen all the stuff that he has accomplished accomplished there is no way you would think that that man can't do nothing but sign his name because when it comes to books since he ain't got a lick of it but you put some money in front of him a couple business he gonna flip it and you gonna flip it but what you do because he was willing to take risks like that they told him you can't lead us out you don't you don't know nobody up there he said give me six months he met some white man. The white man gave him a job. My daddy is now working for this same white man, but he's running the company now. Same thing. I got dropped off in a jag every day at school because he took the risk. It just depends on who you are. My parents told me that I would never make it without them. I left when I was 16 and ain't turned back yet. So it really just depends on the person. Some people, mm. it's like you said, some pe it's, it's not... My family, give bless them, Jesus. <laughs> Everybody, when you turn 16, you get a car. That's just the thing. Everybody get a car. You take your younger siblings, the oldest of everybody. It was my turn. And I'm like, see, I see how y'all manipulate people. I don't want them. What you mean you don't want them? I'll get it myself. You'll be forever getting Okay, cool. I'm going to get on this bus and I'm going to get there. Don't worry about it. My sister go to college. She got the car. She... I answered your mama's phone call, so she didn't came. She got her cousin that lived down south come and pick up her car because she gave her the extra key just in case so she can control you like that. When you take risks, you go against the grain, can't nobody control you. Can't nobody tell you what you can and can't do for something that you acquired yourself. You yeah. can take a lot, you can take anything away from me, but you can never take away what I know. And as long as I know more than you, we're going to always. Knowledge is power. It is.
I'm gonna run circles around you every time. <laughs> you tell me what I can and can't do, and I created a new route, and I'm here already. She is bubbling. I know. G Mar is bub. Come on. But that's why I said I want I want her to be here because you can get the. For me, my mama can't have conversations like this because she take everything personal. You attack me, attack me. I gave you a good life. You did this. Nobody said you didn't. This is my perspective. Nobody said you did. This is just literally. What I appreciate now? what you did. You got to sit down and rub her back and twinkle the toes. I appreciate it. But there is more than one way to skin a cat. You did it your way. And it worked for some. For some, it didn't. We're still successful nonetheless. So just be happy that you still... I ain't a crackhead. <laughs> I think people's definitions of success are very distorted. Mm-hmm. But. I'm 30 years old and I've accomplished so much by myself. The first time somebody in my family said she got it was last week when I bought a truck because I ain't need a co Wow. Definition of success is distorted. Everybody needs somebody to sign. I don't need nobody to sign. You can come with me if you go to it. <laughs> Independency, submission, and rebellion. What do they all have in common? Me. <laughs> I was about to say I. <laughs> A little sprinkle of ball. Rebellion. Okay, let's. I, I, I'm not going to shift, but there's the reason why. Grandma and great grandma has their insight or intake is because what they lived and what they seen. Yeah. And when you're rearing children, you see certain things that can hinder them. So teaching someone learning to learn how to submit and people don't submit to the authority, they in return call that rebellion. Mm -hmm. Or if you go to the workplace, they call that insubordinate. Mm -hmm. So if you don't learn from mom, it's gonna hinder you all the way down the line. The enemy has a way to make everything look all glamorous. But the bottom line is if you don't learn how because sometimes you could go all the way around town and get everything you deserve, but you're going to end up at the same spot. Man, they did tell me that. Sometimes you got to learn that lesson. Sometimes and so that's me. I that's have to so, learn on my own. Okay, but see, when you learn on your own, then what that does, uh, for me as a parent perspective, I have learned you let your child go. But at first it was like, man, I'm trying to tell you something. Yeah. But then, when wisdom come along, you Krishan. like you have to you have to the patience. You have to have patience. Uh-huh. And you, you have to have patience, and you have to learn how to allow the person to live. And then, when you become to know knowledge of who God is, then the Bible say, "Train up a child in the way it should go. When they get older, they will not fall far from it." So, therefore. <laughs> You have to allow the child to go where they need to go, bump their head, yep. knock their head upside down, and <laughs> at the same time, I have learned that Jesus had to go to hell to get the keys. So everyone has to do their journey. 
And when God make a promise, they're going to have to turn around and the, whatever the enemy meant for bad for them will turn to good because they're going to be able to snatch someone out what the enemy tried to trap you with, but you had to go through it to learn. I heard this woman one time, she said, I was out preaching the gospel. And she said, in the meantime, my daughter was out there prostituting. And she was like, Lord, you got me doing this and my daughter's doing that. She said, but, but what happened with her daughter was her, her daughter had hooked up with some people that was uh, what you call that, uh, the terminology where they take the young children, human trafficking. human trafficking. So her daughter would take the younger ones and bring it to her mom. And they began to work in her church and so their life changed. But her daughter was still in that. A man turned around and stabbed her daughter so many times. The police came in and the police found the body, zipped her up in the body bag, and was on the way to take her to the moor. And she, <gasps> God brought her back to life. Mm -hmm. But now her life is completely changed. So from that story, when I, as a mother uh, rearing children, when I heard that, it took a burden off of me because... Everyone has to go to their own story. And then I had to learn that one water, one plant, that's the only two things anybody can do and only God can give the increase. So when it comes to our children in regards to rebelling or insubordinate, whatever a parent might think, because back then, children are seen and not heard. Children does not dip into the grown folks' conversation. Now everybody got conversation. Yeah. There's no boundaries. There's no um, boundaries. No respect. N no respect. But to, to the younger generation, what you mean respect? You doing it. I can do it. It's so, a fine line with that, though. Because I was talking to my mama yesterday, and she was going way off. And sometimes I have to remember, people all, like in my family, you mind what your elders say. And I used to always challenge it. So what do I do when my elder is wrong? Then what you do is respect your elder and then just shut up. Because the proof is being the pudding. So as you just shut up and then say, okay. I got and even put it like this. The Bible say quickly agree with your adversary. Yeah. So there's wisdom. So when you lack wisdom, you're going to end up doing a lot of foolish things. So when we see our children doing things, we're trying to give them wisdom. Tell them, don't go over across that street, you know, because we see that boy over there who's very lustful, and he's going to rape you if you don't pay any attention. You see that girl over there, she don't mean you no harm. She don't mean you no good. You call her your friend. Don't go over there. That's my friend. That's my, but you don't know what you're talking about. And then they end up going over there, and they have to learn it the hard way. But, but when you have that, scene, oh, is this little mosquito just sitting on my nose? <laughs> <laughs> they, they used to tell me the same thing all the time. Most times, even now that I'm older, like I have certain conversations, mostly with my granny, not really my mama. But I was like, you know what? You told me this, but I did that. But because of what I did there, but what you told me when I was little, I remembered that. And it saved me from stuff when I got older. But as a teenager, you couldn't. The more you tried to contain me, the more I wanted to explode. The more you would tell me to shut up, the more I had something to say. Because I would see growing up, 
the kids are to be seen and not heard. Mm-hmm. And I would be standing there as a child and be like, that's not right. Mm-hmm. And my sister be like, sister, you will just get more stuff if you just shut up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I would be like, no, I don't like it. You mm-hmm. can't force your thing on me because it's your thing. I have a mind. I'm an individual. Let me okay, nurture. Let me, yeah. no, okay, I understand that. But now at your job, mm-hmm. when you walk through that door, mm-hmm. when you go and your boss said, I want you to do X, Y, Z, do you challenge your boss? I absolutely do. I think, I sure. think to a certain extent. They respect me because because they know I'm not going to go along with it just because you said it. If it makes sense, I'm going to do it without a question. But I think also as black people, your boss is expecting you to to have a certain look in the first place. So I think that's automatically, as a societal norm, is automatically skewed. Especially for us as a black as black people, so it's it's imperative that we challenge our bosses because they already expect us to be a certain way when we shouldn't be in the first place. In regards to what I'm saying, in regards, it's like if your boss said you need to do this because I need it this way, and the company is structured that way. I'll do it that way. That's what I'm referring to. That's what I'm referring to. So I've been on this new job, right? Yes. I ain't been there no more than 60 days. My manager told me in my interview, after the interview, he said, you know the reason I hired you? Because I asked everybody the same question. And they all gave me this Lily question answer. He was the only person that was direct and told me straight for it. When I got to work, if he sees something, he was like, I right, so what you think? Maybe a weekend, he's like, okay, you've been here for a week. Now tell me what you think. Mm-hmm. You want me to tell you a story? Or you want me to tell you the truth? If I hold you back by not telling you something, mm-hmm. or if I tell you, if you think that because you're the boss entitled, that yeah, there's yeah, nothing yeah, else yeah. that you can do, mm-hmm. you're going to delete this whole team we're gonna all be stagnant Mm -hmm. this is great here right but we can do this here from my experience outside Uh of this place now we're doing this i ain't been at work in a week and people text me like girl these people really miss you like i only been there for a month that's good but that's what i'm saying just because a challenge don't always mean that it's an it's an adversary Sometimes Correct. a challenge mm-hmm. could be good. Mama exactly. Mia challenged me all, all the time. time. Yeah, yeah. All the time. Most of the times I'll be wrong well, when I'm talking to her. Well. 98% of the time I'm wrong. <laughs> and you have your receipt. 99.9. Right? Right. And you have your receipt. You got, right? yeah. you got your point. One but in the moment, it may not feel not like, like I'm girl. listening to her when Same. she's speaking, but I'm actually like a sponge and I'm taking it all in. Because but I have to go and look at it myself. before The Bible, you got to challenge the word with the word, you right? Got, exactly. You got to be. If I got to challenge my Bible, why ain't going to challenge you? Well, it, well, it, it's the play with words. You yeah. can use challenge or I'm gonna do it regardless. Contest <laughs> or, or, or or ponder on it. Yeah, that doesn't invoke any pushback. Challenge, challenge yeah, invokes, invokes push, pushback. But Why see, when you challenge, pushback? when you use the word challenge, in what my frame of thought is, is. I'm going to ponder on it and I'm going to get back with it. And whatever my response is going to be, whether I'm going to say how I feel may be different, I'm not going to challenge because some people have a problem with you challenging them. And it depends depends on who's in charge. Because, see, some people might let you do it. In the meantime, you get so far. You get all your what you need, and they say, okay, boom, we no longer lead you, mm-hmm. and we didn't use wisdom. So in challenging, you want to use wisdom? Let's go there. 
Yes. I got let go of my job in January because my boss was intimidated by me. Chat. She said, you're aggressive. I never said nothing aggressive to her. Never. I thought, is there a receipt? There was never nothing. See? The same person for the exact same reason that she was so intimidated by me. My next boss was paying me more, way more money, giving me way more freedom to do whatever it is that I'm wanting to do. And anything else, basically, is like a silver platter. So for the same reason I got let go here, I got hired here. Promoted even. Correct. Yeah. And so now, wisdom. Yeah. Ponder on it. Not challenge. Just shifting of the word. It's because the older you get, the more. But even if I'm pondering on it, does that mean I'm challenged enough to think about it? Because if I'm not challenged enough to think about it, why am I thinking about it? At your perspective. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's all in the approach. Yeah. Um, and it, you have to also be self-aware and self-aware enough and aware of your surroundings to know how to do it. Because sometimes you have to look at it. Do you want to influence or do you want to get the credit for it? Because sometimes you can influence a decision or you can influence a thing or influence a change. And you may never get the credit for it. But at the same time, if you're just trying to prove a point to make yourself feel better or to just to be combative for no sake of being combative, um, then... Um, then it's like it's like like I talk to y'all all the time about the motive and intention behind it. If your intention is to just prove somebody wrong just for the sake to show that you're smarter than them, then then you are operating from the wrong place. But if your motive is to say or contest or challenge something for the purpose either to change a thought that's going to affect the whole, then your intention is you should challenge. Um, because it's like certain things are meant to be and it depending on how you're made as a person, your very presence is going to be challenging because it's going to cause for people who are on a certain level of thinking because you think a different way, they're going to be intimidated and challenged just by your presence. Mm -hmm. Um, and I say that because like with, with my job and different places, I could say here, like I can lay it out A to Z, one, two, three examples, scenarios, all this thing. You let somebody who does not look like me come in and say the exact same thing. It's the best thing in the world. Jeez. And the thing is, or they bring in experts and I'm like, but I already told you guys this. Mm -hmm. Or they wait until several months down the line to represent what you already said as their idea. And the thing is, it gets to the point where it's like, do I want to be proven that, oh, I'm this great or it's all about me? Or I know that if these changes don't take place, don't take place, it's going to affect the overall whole. Mm -hmm. So do you do you rest on or do you look for it to be the answer or the influencer? A lot of times I'll take the influencer over because it'd be a lasting change and a lasting thing. There are several places that I left. You can't deny my fingerprint being there. You may not know my name, but you cannot deny the results or my fingerprint being there. That's the power of influence. They'll forget your name because you took the credit of it, but they'll never forget my name because they remember the results that they got from that time. So it all depends like whether it's a boss, whether it's a peer, whether it's somebody um, that you're over in, however it is. If it, you're going to challenge them, it's your approach and your motive behind it that would get a lasting result, which it, it will challenge. Sometimes their way of thinking is locked into their traditions, is locked into their way of being raised, which turns into traditions. And sometimes in order to challenge people to think outside the block, 
box, you have to actually begin to ask them questions that challenge their thinking and not just make it a combative situation, which I feel like most times, if my opinion is different than your opinion, it turns into a combative situation instead of being open-minded enough to understand where you're actually coming from and see where maybe something I know or understand can influence you to think better, to think larger, or to, or, or, from a standpoint of just that those areas of refinement so that your presentation can be received by majority, although it may not be received by all. Yeah. It's a different mindset and approach. Y'all smart. (laughs) (laughs) I'm weak. (laughs) Okay. So I think I'm going to end it here with one last thing. So talking about wedding traditions. <laughs> yeah. So Got first it. of all, I've never been the type that even thinks about marriage, wedding, what it's gonna look like and stuff. But when I have thought about it, it's been one little thing. And the whole white dress thing, it's like cute, like it, but I really think I wanna have a black wedding dress. Oh, you trying to kill one. And <laughs> my mother is absolutely not for it. I just wanna see what you all think. I wanna know why you want black. Because black is like she said, is powerful. It's just so like I don't want a white wedding dress because of what it represents. So, tradition says white if you're a virgin or cream if you're not. And that's why now I like new school is whatever We're your preference. You probably gonna wear blue or navy or something like that. Whatever, because it, 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 you know, I, 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 I'm gonna say this. As long as you get married to someone that loves you, period, loves you, and respects you, then if if you want to wear black, and and both of y'all agree on it, you wear black. At the same time, mama don't want that. (laughs) So it's your choice. It's Mom, a lot of things she don't want. I but, mean, you know. but she, it's out of the norm. And then it's your choice. But then even in your choice, if you decide, you know what, my black don't make no difference. What is it that you desire? Because you don't want to be with that man. I don't know. So it's your end. choice. That it's whether you're going to agree with mom and, and please your mom or you're going to turn around and do what you want to do. It's your choice. It's a choice. I pretty much always do what I want to do, so. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen people get married in all black and had red bow ties. And it was great, right? I've seen people come in there with everybody on different colors and everything. It doesn't make a difference. We want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in. Continue the conversation with us. Develop a community with other misfits and mystics like us and get your latest updates on shameless plugs and other news by following us on social media. We are on Instagram at Misfits and Mystics Pod, Twitter at Misfits Mystics, and we also have a Facebook page that you can like and share. Want to reach us directly? Shoot us an email at misfitsandmysticspod at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you, and with your permission, we might give you a shout-out on future episodes. Don't forget to subscribe on whatever streaming service you're using to stay up-to-date on newest episodes being released. Leave us a review on iTunes to help us gain more visibility, plus we appreciate the feedback.
to learn another lesson Now I'm counting my blessings I'm trying to keep my perspective From making me look a fool I've been down in the wreckage And people keep second guessing I don't think they got the message No matter what, keep your cool I didn't learn another lesson Now I'm counting my blessings I'm trying to keep my perspective From making me look a fool I've been down in the wreckage And people keep second guessing I don't think they got the message No matter what, keep your cool Keep your cool, keep your cool, cool Welcome to another episode of Misfits and Mystics. You are hearing Alicia's voice, and I have one, two, three, four, five. Well, one, two, three, four, five, six lovely guests with me, and they're going to introduce themselves. We have the returning favorite is I, <laughs> and Devin, and Ico Daria. And Jamila Amor and Gma and Shay Shay Dean. It's the Shay Shay to the Dean. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so thank you all so much for being on my podcast. Are you ready for this conversation? You're Turn welcome. Out. Before we hop into the conversation, we're gonna play a game. Yay! <laughs> I love games. All right, so we're gonna play this or that. Ooh! Okay. I need you all to like go on it like speed. speed. Okay. okay. Right. I may pause you because I might want to know why. But just speed. So first thing, hot or cold? Hot. Cold. Cold, I like. What? It depends. It's cold. I'd rather be cold. What? Lukewarm. Lukewarm. Oh, no. This or that. You can only take off so many clothes. You can can put on a lot of clothes. Yeah. You can only take off. Okay. Um, Pizza or wings? Wings. Pizza. Pizza. Yeah. Pizza. Chicken allergy. Oh, wow. Yikes. Um, <laughs> I didn't know that. I'd be forgetting. I can still new to me. Black or white? White. 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 Black. Black. <laughs> black lives matter. Oh, period. If we're going that way, then black. Yeah, that's Y'all different. I was literally just making color. Black is a bold color. That's rich. Black is beautiful. Period. Factual statements. In between. Uh, uh, gray. So you know it had to be. It had to be. So you're rich. Got it. It is. It's rich. She's like, I got my answers. I got rich. Authority. Yes. Yes. Authority. You right? I can't read. (laughs) Okay. uh, Cake or cupcakes? Cupcakes. Cupcakes. For sure. Cake. Uh, Cake. Cake. She's like, I really have to think about this. What is it? Okay. I would say cake. I'm not really a fan of either, so. Um, hot or spicy? That's spicy. spicy. Hot or spicy? spicy. Is that the same thing? No. Are you talking about temperature wise? Like hot? I'm talking about like food. Food. Uh, hot. Wait, I'm just kind of confusing. <laughs> Wait, I'm so confused. <laughs> I want my food hot. Wait, so like Damn. buffalo or Damn. habanero? Right. Is that what you're talking yeah. about? Yeah. Habanero for sure. Yeah. Because I like spicy food. Yeah. Out. <laughs> Ow, I know you can't do either I one. You can't either, right? That that nice and hot, but not spicy. So you don't like spicy food? Not, not at all. Y'all in these weak tongues. Okay. Yeah. Don't say y'all. Oh, yeah, I ain't yeah, included yeah, in the y'all. Tongues. You better. Yeah, not I look, she about to give me the word. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Juma. Your tongue is strong and powerful. Get up. <laughs> she like, excuse me. No, no, no. Okay, okay. Um. Let me think of one last. Let it be good. Let it be real good. 
Real That's movie. a good one. Driver or passenger? Passenger. 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 Actually, no. I kind of like driving. Driving is actually pretty relaxing. Same. Put some good music on. Driving is therapeutic for me. Yeah. Period. It's actually driving. Pretty good. It's I need to drive. Also, I like to be in control. So there's my issue. <laughs> <laughs> you better speak truth. You're true. That's, you know. I appreciate when I can be a passenger, but driving is very therapeutic. It's nice yeah, every it now and then, but like, when you got the right I can't just ride. Mm-hmm. Well, at my age. <laughs> you like to be a passenger. Right? Okay. Spoiled. Okay. Age has nothing to do with that. Uh, that's exactly Keep living. living. It's not Keep living. Keep living. She's full. For I sure. feel like I'm still going to be driving. Not even going to lie to I'm going to, I would love to drive, but I love to be a passenger. Especially when my children are younger people in the car, they can go ahead and do their thing. I said, every I time you see her on test, just test be happy. <laughs> Tess is behind the wheel. Cause she wanna drive. Yeah, no, Tess is a great driver. Are you crazy? No, she's a really safe driver. She's a safe driver. I mean, when I've been in the car with her, okay, never mind. I take it back. I mean, every time I've been in the car with Tess, she's been driving really well. So I don't know. Are y'all just gonna put her out there like that? Yeah, I'm trying to have my sister's back. Y'all out here trying to throw her in the bus? No, we tell her to her face. She's a good driver. We tell her to her face. <laughs> she can't drive. Well, she, she get distracted. Driving. She don't know the rules of the road. She, she be like, well, it's a lot. Well, have you, been, she, she, have have you been in the car with her? Yes, I have been in the car with my mother. Okay, she does makeup. <laughs> she uses her knee. I do the same she thing. Well, she's tall enough to use her knee. She's tall enough to use her knee. I have been in the car with someone who is not tall enough to use her knee. Who is not tall enough to use her knee and yet use her knee. So, here we are. You talking about her? Yes, I am talking about her. I don't know what she be doing. So... All right, so today's discussion. You're not. You always say that. This is literally always an argument. But no, that's what I'm saying. Anyway, today we are talking about tradition. Merry Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So when you think about here tradition, what does it generally make you feel? Do you feel like tradition is good? Do you feel like it's bad? Do you think of a specific thing? Mm -hmm. It depends on the content. I like tradition like... Every Thanksgiving, we get together and we do this. Mm-hmm. I do not like, oh, but this is how it always has been. I don't like yeah. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Facts. Facts. Rituals. Rituals. Yeah. I, I like, I think, when I think of, it makes me think of history, but more so from the standpoint of you can create traditions, and it could be a thing that builds bonding, but I don't like tradition when it comes to separation and putting people in bondage. Mm-hmm. I think there's a difference between tradition and preference. Explain. Like, you can have a way of doing things, but yet... Let me try to... Come back? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Devin, you have an answer. Well, I feel like I connect to what she said. I don't know what she said is what it means in my head, but kind of similar to what I used to say was that I like the fun part about oh we do this you know every time this time of the year or something like that but like I don't like where you know people make you feel pressured or make you feel like you have to something do wrong it. With you. if you don't do it now like you're an outsider mm-hmm. okay over here you said rituals yes um 
it used to be a saying. Well, my mama used to cut the chick, uh, cut the um, ham always in the pot. And one person said, "Why do you always cut the ham?" And it was like well, Big Mama did it. And come to find out, the reason why Big Mama done it was because the pot was small. So it's like sometimes tradition can be ignorancy, ignorant and some capacity, but some traditions is good and it's good to make traditions. Okay, okay. Um, so for those like traditions that have to do with like family or like every year traditions, do you all, or I guess, have you found that you've had trouble when those traditions change or like, how does that affect you? I think I do good with family traditions until somebody dies. So then like yesterday you called me and I was like, oh, I'm watching a video of us singing, but we were singing at a funeral. So now around this time we're every year or uh, even at our family at Thanksgiving, everybody started drinking and then everybody just turned into a full of long gospel choir. <laughs> Some of our strongest voices have transitioned. So now when it's like, oh, sing everybody, you'd be like, it's not the same. It's not the same. Because you'd be looking for those those harmonies. Mm-hmm. You'd be like, we missing something. Yeah, We don't sound the same. Um, I would say from the standpoint because I'm a change agent it's it's really interesting because everybody does not handle change the same but the only thing that's constant in life is change Yeah, like we're constantly evolving we're constantly changing so I think tradition is necessary in the sense of it's good to have that bonding point but when you get so tied into that point that you no longer enjoy what's happening because change has happened, that's when it becomes an uncomfortable place. But um, shifting in mindset and perspective to the point where change is constant, learning how to respect the differences as change happens, um, and then being willing to um, challenge it for people to come up with different ways to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Anyone else? No. Okay. Um, so what specific areas of your life involve traditions that you enjoy? City. What area of your what areas of your life involve tradition that you enjoy? Um, Christmas time. My entire family piles up at one house. And nobody can open up gifts at all until we all are together, like even our extended family. And then we watch all of the kids open up all their gifts together. That's like been like the one constant thing. Mm-hmm. I can depend on that every single year. I ain't getting nothing the last few years, but. <laughs> Listen. Apparently it's the age limit. Right. But I was telling when I was little, as long as you don't have no kids, you get gifts. I should have just had a baby. <laughs> what I would say in regard to that is the older you get, traditions to me doesn't make a difference as long as the ones that I love mm-hmm. is alive and well 
and whatever time we spend together is fine because everybody life has went in different different directions mm -hmm. and everyone has their own family and their own children and their own lifestyle. So as long as everyone is happy, tradition has no bearing for me. That's good. Do you think that that has to do with um, your age and your experiences? And I'm asking because I'm young. And like the changes that have happened in my family, uh, the traditions are the same, but like certain people not being there because they've gotten married or, you know, whatever, they're in a relationship, so they go to somebody else's house. Right. That stuff has been really, really hard for me to take to the point where I don't even want to be there sometimes okay. because it just doesn't feel the same anymore. It's Everyone is changing. Yeah. Everything around change. Everything must change. Nothing stays the same. Yeah. But it has to do with age. Um, I'm not saying I don't want to use the word mature because that doesn't mean that I'm saying you're immature. I'm just going to say the older <laughs> you get. No, I'm serious. The older you get, certain things doesn't matter yeah. anymore. It, you don't hold that face value. It's just when the joy of just, okay, myself as a mother, a grandmother, and each my children have their own family so one thing about it is they have their their own tradition but they will make sure they come see mom and so i can flip it when my mother was alive mm -hmm. everything was didn't know my care everybody was gonna meet at mama house but when mama passed everything shipped mm -hmm. so i think that might have had a factor in tradition into each family branched off into their own. Right. Whereas sisters, brother, cousin, uncles, everybody went to my house. So tradition has a Yes. And so yeah. it's painful for some and this individual is making their own tradition. Yeah. But Biden will that's yeah. True. My opinion. <laughs> Thank you for your opinion. Thank you. <laughs> uh, did you want to add anything to that? The question was, what specific areas of your life involve tradition that you enjoy? Um, lately, um, I can't say that I have ascribed to any kind of tradition, um, seeing that I have not been around my biological family, um, specifically within the last two years since I have moved out to Chicago. So um, as of late because I instantly think of family when it comes to, to tradition. Um, I have not been a part of anything concerning that, that topic of discussion. Um, yeah. So. Okay. Um, so then the opposite, what areas of your life involve tradition that you do not enjoy? Is it funny that it's the same thing? <laughs> no. No. So I love like being around my family, but in like increments. So like I can only take so much. On my mom's side, you know, they real cute and dainty. But everybody like with their head in the sky. <laughs> and I'm like, girl, shut up. So after like an hour, I'm like, all right, I'm ready to go. Uh -huh. On my biological daddy side, they don't do like gifts and stuff like that. 
but it's just the, you've been around them. It's just a really good time to be yeah. there. Like, but you can only take them too also <laughs> for so long because it's like okay, we getting a little yeah. <laughs> yeah. So everybody needs to relax, simmer down a little bit. So I think I get like anxious because it's very. When you gonna get married? When you gonna have some kids? Mm-hmm. I can't marry myself and I can't have a baby by myself. So is this a question that you really should be asking me? So next. Yep. I gotcha. Traditions you do not like. Um tradition in the sense of that I do not like when I think about religion. Um, and how religion supersedes relationship. Like, for instance, taking something very superficial in the sense of how uh, certain churches, when it comes to women, they don't agree with them wearing men's clothing, whatever that means, um, because that's their traditional preference. Um, I don't agree with things like that, that stifle, not even necessarily individuality, but more so... Um, try to um, say that their preference is God's will. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, a, that's the kind of tradition that I don't um, not even agree with, but I honestly find it to be a sin because you're, 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 you're lying on God. Um, and and <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's the type of stuff that I don't... Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah. Mommy, well, you real quiet. Thinking how to answer some of the questions because, like, traditions I like simple, it's family. Traditions I don't like, it's like I really don't have an answer quite like that. But if it comes to like to Eiko's point of religion, it just it took me instantly to a Facebook post I saw somebody mm-hmm. post in regards to, and it was a female saying that uh, if you're a female and you're over men, you are uh, you're in error and God is not with it, and it's just like. As somebody who knows that they're called to men, it's right. like that is a, a, I don't know if that's necessarily t- tradition, but that's where the dangers of what you've seen in the past has so brainwashed you that you can't see what is real, really God's intent or what what is meant to be like an evolutionary portion or position on it. So it's just the Bible. And you didn't read your Bible. Didn't read Bible. Bible. <laughs> um, so it's like, you know, what happens to... So it, that's where it took me. But I'm like, is that really in the context of tradition? So it that's is. I'm just processing through, like, what that what that looks like. It's like tradition would tell um, people, like... I mean, just looking at case in point of where we are today with the whole race issues. It's like, it's because of old traditions that were taught and passed down. Mm-hmm. I, and um, even to the point where like, when you were younger, you go to Big Mama house. Those traditions were taught, passed down, but who picks up the torch after she's gone? Right. Um, and because a lot of people haven't picked up a certain torch, it's like a lot of that has been lost and the new traditions are lacking meaning to me sometimes. And when there's no meaning, it's like, to me, it's like, what's the point? Like, I'd rather have a few days of spending time with family and that becomes a tradition versus celebrating a holiday that takes away the real essence of what it's supposed to be. Mm -hmm. So my ideals on tradition and traditional things are not necessarily, I would say, common or normal because I'd rather create a tradition 
than to ascribe to one that really is meaningless and only was done because that was all that could be done and not really a meaning behind it. So, yeah. Also, when you say stuff like that, a lot of people, I know for me and my family, all of us are a little bit older now, so we're between the ages of like 21 to like 35-ish. And a lot of people don't gather because of the tradition mm. growing up. Yeah. And it's because it's like, oh, no, I don't want to sit around and we're not going to talk about what's really going on in the room. Mm. The room. Yeah. 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 So I feel like like what she said, like a lot of people, I, I think I, I, I connect to that too. Because you can only be, oh, I love you. Let's eat some pie. Oh, but he was touching you growing up. And yeah. I saw it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, that goes to the, the tradition of keeping secrets. Yeah. That's not a healthy tradition. And it's a lot of secrets that people have kept, that have kept people in, again, that just that idea of like bondage and being lost and broken as an adult because nobody had the courage or they weren't believed when they were young because it was like, you don't talk about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just kind of, it's. It was like the things that were common shouldn't have been common. Yeah. Yeah. And we're they not became people anymore. They yeah. became tradition. And that, those traditions have caused for people to live years in bondage and secrets or um, just shame and, and wrong identity because mm-hmm. of what happened to them when they were a child that because they didn't feel safe enough um, to open or to express themselves or... I, I think that even like transcends... Um, culture, I think that's humanity in a sense, because I think that anything that becomes shameful or embarrassing um, despite the way that you were raised, it becomes a tradition to keep that away in order to preserve your uh, reputation. Um, I think as I, as I even consider how um, the Japanese are really concerned with the way that they are presented, um, especially to the point to where their last name holds so much weight that, you know, their name precedes themselves. It's a tradition that that happens. Yeah. Um, I think that humanity has, has fallen into this societal norm, which is a trend, which, which is a tradition to assume that whatever could be used against you, um, secret or not, um, should be traditionally held so that um, it preserves not only the individual but the family as a collective. Right. But then it leaves a false narrative. Right. But they don't care about that. But they don't care about that. It's, it's to save face. Yeah. It's like keeping up with the Johnsons. As long as I can preserve this look, as long as I can have this mask, as long as I can um, have this facade, then at the end of the day, um, I, and I think it's all... I mean, it's prideful. I think to a certain extent, tradition does come into a prideful sense to where um, even if I look at America um, and how uh, this whole issue of racism is a thing um, and you have the Confederate flag, that to, to, to those people who hold that to a standard, that's their tradition. And to, and to rip that away from them, um, unfortunately, causes them to grieve. But that is their tradition. Um, in in the sense of this is what they are they are accustomed to this is what they um to a certain extent they worship um and i think even that in and of itself worship is a form of tradition 
Um, and I think that if <laughs> I think that um, even if you look at it as it as it compares to world religions and how other cultures um, kind of interact with their deities, it 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 calls for traditions to become forth because in their mind tradition brings structure and without that structure then how can you say that you um submit to this kind of belief mm -hmm. um and i think that works the same way with um how we as humans um ascribe to the structure of family to save face it's it's all about it's all about this false narrative of of structure and stability um, I think that's a lot of the times what tradition is held under the guise of. Um, and so in a lot of cases, tradition brings bondage instead of freedom when it should bring freedom. Because if we're doing tradition right, then people should be liberated as opposed to bound to this, to this certain ideology that causes other people in generations after that to not be um, understood. <laughs> I think to your, your point, like where in this, um, you think about tradition and you say like how tradition versus, um, I would say a way of life is two mm -hmm. totally different things. Um, and in your statement of like what worship is tradition, I think that's the problem. Yeah. It's become tradition and it hasn't become a lifestyle, yeah. a way of life. Yeah. And people have thought of it as like, I only worship in this place or only do things in a certain space and yeah. place and yeah. it hasn't become a part of your life yeah. that's why I think people miss the fullness of what abundant life is really supposed to be like um, because they've limited to a space and a place that has become tradition yeah. and not like a, a way yeah, of life living. Yeah. yeah totally agree with that so tradition um, tradition has its place to teach I think but when it becomes the thing where um, people get locked into it and they're not experiencing it anymore and they're just tolerating it, mm -hmm. I think that's when it becomes toxic. Yeah. What you think, Gina? Tradition. Tradition. <laughs> Tradition. I guess old school. My mom, their tradition was to go the it, hmm, family got together and family communicated together, family ate together. Mm -hmm. And in my household, I came up with a household with mom and dad. Our tradition was to sit at the table together and we ate together. On holidays all the time? All the time. Mm -hmm. And so that was our tradition in our household. So we had prayer and we ate together. That so cute. Kind and of so, <laughs> so I had relatives that thought that was so weird. And they thought it was, oh, they, 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 uh, look at them. Ah, ha, ha. It was funny to them. The Cosby. Because this way before the Cosby came out. But because the structure of this tradition was family family stays together family have each other back it was i had five siblings dad said one have a fight all of y'all better jump in <laughs> and so that tradition. was a, 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 <laughs> that's what we do you know and so and that was tradition but now 
tradition that was then because holding structure. Now, my father was raised by his mother because his father got killed in the military. Mm -hmm. So he was not raised with a father. He was raised with a stepfather. So he met my mom, and my mom was only raised by her mom. So they came together to form their own family. So everyone wanted what they seen our family had, what we had. So now that we in return got older, each one of us, we was used to sitting at the table together and that was our tradition. But like for Christmas time, we already knew, we were taught there was no Santa Claus. Mm -hmm. Mom and dad is doing the best they can, and the gifts that you're getting is what we can afford. Right. And then as the older we got, to, to, the tradition was one gift for the whole family. We got movie projectors, but we got clothes for school. School started in September. You grow out of it. Was, by December, you grew out. So we got school clothes because they had to look for the future, not at the time. So as I was coming up, well, should I say when by me raising my children, it was like, okay, you get school clothes because I couldn't, I was, couldn't do it all by myself. And so that was a tradition. So Christmas time uh, wasn't a big to do. In my mind, it was like, this is bill time. Mm -hmm. So I might have projected that to my children when they got older here, $100. You can spend it now or you can wait till my, should I say, you can want it now or you can wait until I get my income tax. I give you $100 and then you can do whatever you want. So that became a tradition. You're a black mom. It's <laughs> like it's a Texas. Because, you know, and speaking of culture, the Jewish, they turn around with their tradition. They speak life over their children. Mm -hmm. They let them know when they're little, you're going to be a doctor. They buy all their toys or whatever they have geared to what they're going to be. But in our family, you know, we didn't have that backing of what we want. Go get a job in the factory and do the best you can. Mm -hmm. You know, and it depends on who the parent was. Mm -hmm. But tradition can make you or break you. And then you have to learn to form your new tradition. Yeah. So that was a really good point because I was about to say, at what point does tradition start to hold you back? Because I'm thinking about when I went, um, went out for a job once, they asked me, it was for a dance teacher position. They asked me what all I would need in order for the program to fully thrive. They were mm -hmm. just starting the program from scratch. And I basically told them like bare minimum stuff. And as I was leaving, there was one black lady in the room and she was like, let me walk you downstairs, you know. But she actually wanted to talk to me. She was like, listen, when you experience people like this, they have money. You don't ever tell them the bare minimum. You tell them over what you actually need mm -hmm. because they have it to give. And that was a lesson for me that made me realize, like, I'm so used to just using the little that I have mm -hmm. that yeah. asking for more is yeah, completely foreign. Yeah, it yeah, feels yeah. like I'm asking yeah. for too much. Exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah, like, I guess, what are experiences that you all have had that, you know, maybe made you realize that traditions kind of was, like, holding you back from really... I, 
getting what you needed because of the poverty mindset of a culture of people mm-hmm. it's taught us insecurity yeah. it's taught us limitation and it's been passed on from one generation to the next and then you're also looked at as foreign when you think outside the box or wanting more and then you mm-hmm. become like the odd man out. Mm-hmm. And I think it's been because of a limited mindset where it comes from a poverty mindset. Mm-hmm. And the poverty mindset where even if you have a lot, it's always limiting. Mm-hmm. And we don't know in the boldness. I had an experience where it was a young lady. Um, I can't remember where she was from, but she wasn't from America. She wasn't from the United States. And she said that, you know, her parents were pretty well off, but she decided to go to school and she didn't take any of their money. She, but she said, she said, but I know I'm going to be a billionaire. And she said, I'm going to find you. We're not taught to think like that. Mm-hmm. We're taught to think like, get a job, do your best. You, mm-hmm. It's always going to be mm-hmm. or when, you know, good things happen, expect the worst. And mm-hmm. we're mm-hmm. taught that. And it's, it's become a pass on of tradition of poverty thinking. And I think it's been extremely limiting. Um, I'm actually been having sessions for myself right now in career coaching and talking to her and she asked me certain questions is to have me to really evaluate like how and also being asked questions like how do I view myself and realizing and she said something to me today. She's like, you don't see yourself right. And that's a problem for me. And it's like realizing that there's many of us that don't see ourselves the right way. Yeah. And it's come because of tradition or um, the way we, we family, friends, life, experiences, all of those things has caused us to become traditionally thinking less than yeah. and that yeah. we're not enough or it's never enough or that it's always going to be a certain way. And I think that's been passed down from generation to generation to generation. And it's been literally a poverty mindset and breaking out of a poverty mindset is extremely hard, but it requires you to actually see yourself further than where you've been. But taking it into a whole nother place of thought, it's like, had you been prepared, had you been groomed to think outside the box, you could have went in there and told them, I need X, Y, and Z and say it confidently and not feel apologetic about like, oh, I just need the bare minimum because we're taught to survive and we're not taught to thrive. Yeah. Um, I had somebody say to me one time, they was like, they're, they can't wait to see what I do when I'm out of survival mode. And it's like, if you've been able to accomplish this in survival mode, what are you going to do when you're actually thriving? Yeah. And I don't think it's something that we naturally innate, um, innately teach our younger people. Um, and it becomes a thing because we teach them fear and we teach them limit, but we do not teach them that they're more powerful than they can ever really understand if they just put their mind to it. So we allow them to stop at their fears instead of pushing them past them and actually challenging them to think outside the box beyond their limited perspective. And but you're it's also a taboo thing because the most common thing is what most people tend to lean to because they it's it takes a risk to stand to say or speak or do something different. I was never a billionaire who didn't take a risk. Are you doing money? You bring me your portfolio. We ask you, how aggressive do you want to be? You gotta, <laughs> you gotta play that hand. You can't be scared of what your partner might have. Yeah, what the opposing team? On. Yeah. Put that poker You face can't. On. You can't do that. If that was the case, my granny told me when I first started applying for jobs at the bank, you don't have your degree. So how you gonna be work at the bank? 
Three months later, I was running that same bank. She told me that I wasn't supposed to apply for. So you can't really tell. For me, I was always in trouble growing up because <laughs> I broke all the traditions. <laughs> Whatever they told me, don't go left. I'm like, I'm finna go over there. What's over there? Because <laughs> there's something over there you don't want me to see, and I want to see it. But some people will say, my grandmother will say, she's rebellious. Mm -hmm. When I wasn't really rebellious, I was curious. Right. I wouldn't even say you was rebellious. You was a leader, and nobody knew how to cultivate it. You were scared because... Grandmama told you not to go over there. So you never went over there because somebody told you not to go over there. You never knew. Could have been right. a whole the only thing That's is I think the spot. balance in that is that sometimes it's said for protection mm -hmm. and it produces limitation without when there's no actual explanation yeah. to bring understanding. And mm -hmm. I think because what they can have good intentions, but because they did not provide understanding mm -hmm. for it, and if you were just that courageous and if you were had that leader in you, those type of things and that curiosity, instead of it being brought to a place of understanding and cultivated, mm -hmm. it was taught to be limited, and then it becomes like, oh, you're rebellious because you don't listen. That's a true to a certain extent, but I think most of it is meant to be for protective in terms of not to just totally be against. But you have but, that. Yeah. And, and you, I think you're absolutely right. Because my grandparents, they still married. Y'all hear them all the time going back and forth. My granny is always like, oh, you're supposed to do this, 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 because that's what you're supposed to do. My granddaddy be like, dude. <laughs> <laughs> what is, what's over there? And he would be like, oh, do this, do this. And then like, I told y'all, let that girl do what she got to do. But he would also be saying the same thing because he was a risk taker. When it comes to education, he got to went to the third grade if you met my granddaddy now and seen all the stuff that he has accomplished accomplished there is no way you would think that that man can't do nothing but sign his name because when it comes to books since he ain't got a, a lick of it but you put some money in front of him a couple business he gonna flip it and you gonna flip it but what you do yes. because he was willing to take risks like that they told him you can't lead us out you don't you don't know nobody up there he said give me six months he met some white man. The white man gave him a job. My daddy is now working for this same white man, but he's running the company now. Same thing. I got dropped off in a jag every day at school because he took the risk. It just depends on who you are. My parents told me that I would never make it without them. I left when I was 16 and ain't turned back yet. So it really just depends on the person. Some people, it's like you said, some it's, it's not... My family, give bless them, Jesus. <laughs> Everybody, when you turn 16, you get a car. That's just the thing. Everybody get a car. Take your younger siblings, the oldest of everybody. It was my turn. And I'm like, see, I see how y'all manipulate people. I don't want them. What you mean you don't want them? I'll get it myself. You'll be forever getting it. Okay, cool. I'm going to get on this bus and I'm going to get there. Don't worry about it. My sister go to college. She got the car. She... I answered your mama's phone call, so she didn't came. She got her cousin that lived down south come and pick up her car because she gave her the extra key just in case so she can control you like that. When you take risks, you go against the grain, can't nobody control you. Can't nobody tell you what you can and can't do for something that you acquired yourself. You yeah. can take a lot, you can take anything away from me, but you can never take away what I know. And as long as I know more than you, we're going to always. Knowledge is power. It is. 
I'm gonna run circles around you every time. <laughs> you tell me what I can and can't do, and I created a new route, and I'm here already. She is bubbling. I know. You <laughs> might as well. Come on. But that's why I said I would. I want her to be here because you can get the. For you me, my, her, yeah. Yeah. my mama can't. Yeah, okay. my mama can't have conversations like this because she take everything personal. You attack me, attack me. I gave you a good life. You did this. Nobody said you didn't. This is my perspective. Nobody said you did. This is just literally. What I appreciate now? what you did. You got to sit down and rub her back and twinkle the toes. I appreciate it. But there is more than one way to skin a cat. You did it your way. And it worked for some. For some, it didn't. We're still successful nonetheless. So just be happy that you still... I ain't a crackhead. <laughs> I think people's definitions of success are very distorted. Mm -hmm. I'm 30 years old and I've accomplished so much by myself. The first time somebody in my family said she got it was last week when I bought the truck because I ain't need a cosign. Wow. Definition of success is distorted. Everybody needs somebody to sign. I don't need nobody to sign. You can come with me if you go to that. <laughs> Independency, submission, and rebellion, what do they all have in common? Me. <laughs> I was about to say, I. <laughs> A little sprinkle of all Rebellion. Up. Okay, let's, I, I, I'm not going to shift, but there's the reason why grandma and great grandma has their insight or intake is because what they lived and what they seen. Yeah. And when you're rearing children, you see certain things that can hinder them. So, teaching someone learning to learn how to submit, and people don't submit to the authority, they in return call that rebellion. Mm -hmm. Or if you go to the workplace, they call that insubordinate. Mm -hmm. So, if you don't learn from mom, it's going to hinder you all the way down the line. The enemy has a way to make everything look all glamorous. But the bottom line is, if you don't learn how, because sometimes you can go all the way around town and get everything you deserve, but you're going to end up at the same spot. Man, they did tell me that. Sometimes you got to learn that lesson. And so that's okay. But see, when you learn on your own, then what that does uh, for me as a parent perspective, I have learned you let your child go. But at first, it was like, man, I'm trying to tell you something. Yeah. But then when wisdom come along, you like, Krishan. you have to you have to the patience. <laughs> <laughs> you have to have patience. Uh -huh. and you, <laughs> you have to have patience and you have to learn how to allow the person to live. And then when you become to know knowledge of who God is, then the Bible say train up a child in the way it should go. When they get older, they will not fall far from it. So therefore, <laughs> you have to allow the child to go where they need to go. Bump their head, yep. knock their head upside down, and at the <laughs> same time, I have learned that Jesus had to go to hell to get the keys. Mm -hmm. So everyone has to do their journey. 
And when God make a promise, they're going to have to turn around and that whatever the enemy meant for bad for them will turn to good because they're going to be able to snatch someone out what the enemy tried to trap you with, but you had to go through it to learn. I heard this woman one time, she said, I was out preaching the gospel. And she said, in the meantime, my daughter was out there prostituting. And she was like, Lord, you got me doing this and my daughter's doing that. She said, but, but what happened with her daughter was her, her daughter had hooked up with some people that was uh, what you call that, uh, the terminology where they take the young children, human trafficking. human trafficking. So her daughter would take the younger ones and bring it to her mom. And they began to work in her church and so their life changed. But her daughter was still in that. A man turned around and stabbed her daughter so many times. The police came in and the police found the body, zipped her up in the body bag, and was on the way to take her to the moor. And she, <gasps> God brought her back to life. But now her life is completely changed. So from that story, when I, as a mother uh, rearing children, when I heard that, it took a burden off of me because... Everyone has to go to their own story. Mm -hmm. And then I had to learn that one water, one plant. That's the only two things anybody can do. And only God can give the increase. So when it comes to our children in regards to rebelling or insubordinate, or whatever a parent might think. Because back then, children are seen and not heard. Children does not dip into the grown folks' conversation. Now everybody got conversation. Yeah. There's no boundaries. There's no um, boundaries. No respect. N no respect. But to, to the younger generation, what you mean respect? You doing it. I can do it. It's so, a fine line with that, though. Because I was talking to my mama yesterday, and she was going way off. And sometimes I have to remember, people all, like in my family, you mind what your elders say. And I used to always challenge it. So what do I do when my elder is wrong? Then what you do is respect your elder and then just shut up. Because the proof is being the pudding. So if you just shut up and then say, okay. I got and even put it like this. The Bible say quickly agree with your adversary. Yeah. So there's wisdom. So when you lack wisdom, you're going to end up doing a lot of foolish things. So when we see our children doing things, we're trying to give them wisdom. Tell them, don't go over across that street, you know. Because we see that boy over there who's very lustful, and he's going to rape you if you don't pay any attention. You see that girl over there, she don't mean you no harm. She don't mean you no good. You call her your friend. Don't go over there. That's my friend. That's my But You don't know what you're talking about. And then they end up going over there, and they have to learn it the hard way. Yeah. But, but when you have that scene, oh, is this little mosquito just sat on my nose? <laughs> <laughs> they, they used to tell me the same thing all the time. Most times, even now that I'm older, like I have certain conversations, mostly with my granny, not really my mama. But I was like, you know what? You told me this, but I did that. But because of what I did there, but what you told me when I was little, I remembered that. And it saved me from stuff when I got older. But as a teenager, you couldn't. The more you tried to contain me, the more I wanted to explode. The more you would tell me to shut up, the more I had something to say. Because I would see growing up, 
the kids are to be seen and not heard. Mm -hmm. And I would be standing there as a child and be like, that's not right. Mm -hmm. And my sister be like, sister, you will just get more stuff if you just shut up. Mm -hmm. And I would be like, no, I don't like it. You Mm -hmm. can't force your thing on me because it's your thing. I have a mind. I'm an individual. Let me nurture. Okay, I understand that. But now at your job, Mm -hmm. when you walk through that door, Mm -hmm. when you go and your boss said, I want you to do X, Y, Z, do you challenge your boss? I absolutely do. I think, I think to a certain extent, they respect me because because they know I'm not going to go along with it just because you said, if it makes sense, I'm going to do it without a question. But I think also as black people, your boss is expecting you to, to have a certain look in the first place. So I think that's automatically as a societal norm is automatically skewed especially for us as a black as black people so it's it's imperative that we challenge our bosses because they already expect us to be a certain way when we shouldn't be in the first place in regards to what i'm saying in regards it's like if your boss said you need to do this because i need it this way and the company is structured that way i'll do it that way that's what i'm referring to that's what i'm referring to so I've been on this new job, right? Yes. I ain't been there no more than 60 days. My manager told me in my interview, after the interview, he said, you know the reason I hired you? Because I asked everybody the same question, and they all gave me this little question answer. He was the only person that was direct and told me straightforward. When I got to work, if he sees something, he was like, I said, what you think? Maybe a weekend, he's like, okay, you've been here for a week. Now tell me what you think. Mm-hmm. You want me to tell you a story? Or you want me to tell you the truth? If I hold you back by not telling you something, mm-hmm. or if I tell you, if you think that because you're the boss entitled, that yeah, there's nothing yeah, else yeah. that you can do, mm-hmm. you're going to lead this whole team. Oh, We're going to all yes. be stagnant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is great here, right? But Correct. we can do this here Correct. from my experience outside mm-hmm. of this place. Correct. Now we're doing this. I ain't been at work in a week and people text me like, girl, these people really miss you. Like, I only been there for a month. That's good. But that's what I'm saying. Just because a challenge don't always mean that it's an it's an adversary. Sometimes Correct. a challenge mm-hmm. can be good. Mama exactly. Mia challenge me all, all the time. time. Yeah, yeah. All the time. Most of the times I'll be wrong well, when I'm talking to her. Well. 98% of the time I'm wrong. <laughs> and you have your receipt. Right? Nine point nine. And you have your receipt, you right? Your, yeah. You got your point one. But in the moment, it may not feel like I'm like listening to her when Same. she's speaking, but I'm actually like a sponge and I'm taking it all in. Because but I have to go and look at it myself before the Bible, you gotta challenge the word with the word, you right? Got, exactly. You gotta be. If I gotta challenge my Bible, why ain't gonna challenge you? Well, it, well, it, it's the play with words. You yeah. can use challenge or I'm gonna do it regardless. Contest <laughs> or, or, or or ponder on it. Yeah, that doesn't invoke any pushback. Challenge, challenge yeah, invokes, invokes push, pushback. But see, when you challenge, pushback. when you use the word challenge, in what my frame of thought is, is. I'm going to ponder on it and I'm going to get back with it. And whatever my response is going to be, whether I'm going to say how I feel may be different, I'm not going to challenge because some people have a problem with you challenging them. And it depends, on, right. it depends on who's in charge. Because, see, some people might let you do it in the meantime, you get so far. You get all you what you need, and they say, "Okay, boom, we no longer need you, mm-hmm. and we didn't use wisdom." So, in challenging, you want to use wisdom. Let's go there. 
Yes. Winston. I got let go of my job in January because my boss was intimidated by me. Chat. She said, you're aggressive. I never said nothing aggressive to her. Never. I said, is there a receipt? There was never nothing. See? The same person for the exact same reason that she was so intimidated by me. My next boss was paying me way more money, giving me way more freedom to Mm -hmm. do whatever it is that I'm wanting to do. Mm -hmm. And anything else, basically, is like a silver platter. Mm -hmm. So for the same reason I got let go here, I got hired here. Promoted even. Correct. Yeah. And so now, wisdom. Yeah. Ponder on it. Not challenge. Just shifting of the word. It's because the older you get, the more. But even if I'm pondering on it, does that mean I'm challenged enough to think about it? Because if I'm not challenged enough to think about it, why am I thinking about it? At your perspective. Correct. <laughs> I think it's all in the approach. Yeah. Um, and it, you have to also be self-aware and self-aware enough and aware of your surroundings to know how to do it. Because sometimes you have to look at it. Do you want to influence or do you want to get the credit for it? Because sometimes you can influence a decision or you can influence a thing or influence a change. And you may never get the credit for it. But at the same time, if you're just trying to prove a point to make yourself feel better or to just to be combative for no sake of being combative, um, then... Um, then it's like it's like like I talk to y'all all the time about the motive and intention behind it. If your intention is to just prove somebody wrong just for the sake to show that you're smarter than them, then then you are operating from the wrong place. But if your motive is to say or contest or challenge something for the purpose either to change a thought that's going to affect the whole, then your intention is you should challenge. Um, because it's like certain things are meant to be, and it depending on how you're made as a person, your very presence is going to be challenging because it's going to cause for people who are on a certain level of thinking, because you think a different way, they're going to be intimidated and challenged just by your presence. Mm -hmm. Um, and I say that because like with, with my job and different places, Mm -hmm. I could say here, like. I can lay it out A to Z, one, two, three examples, scenarios, all this thing. You let somebody who does not look like me come in and say the exact same thing. It's the best thing in the world. Jeez. And mm-hmm. the thing is, or they bring in experts, and I'm like, but I, I already told you guys this. Mm-hmm. Or they wait until several months down the line to re- represent what you already said yeah. as their idea. And the thing is, it gets to the point where it's like, do I want to be proven that, oh, I'm this right. great, or it's mm-hmm. all about me? Or I know that if these changes don't take place, don't take place, it's going to affect the overall whole. Mm-hmm. So do you do you rest on, or do you look for it to be the answer or the influencer? A lot of times, I'll take the influencer over because it'll be a lasting change and a lasting thing. There are several places that I left. You can't deny my fingerprint being there. You may not know my name, but you cannot deny the results or my fingerprint being there. That's the power of influence. They'll forget your name because you took the credit of it, but they'll never forget my name because they remember the results that they got from that time. So it all depends like whether it's a boss, whether it's a peer, whether it's somebody um, that you're over in, however it is. If it, you're going to challenge them, it's your approach and your motive behind it that would get a lasting result, which it, it will challenge. Sometimes their way of thinking is locked into their traditions, is locked into their way of being raised, which turns into traditions. And sometimes in order to challenge people to think outside the block, 
box, you have to actually begin to ask them questions that challenge their thinking and not just make it a combative situation, which I feel like most times, if my opinion is different than your opinion, it turns into a combative situation instead of being open-minded enough to understand where you're actually coming from and see where maybe something I know or understand can influence you to think better, to think larger, or to, or, or, from a standpoint of just that those areas of refinement so that your presentation can be received by majority, although it may not be received by all. Yeah. It's a different mindset and approach. Y'all smart. (laughs) (laughs) I'm weak. (laughs) Okay. So I think I'm going to end it here with one last thing. So talking about wedding traditions. <laughs> yeah. So Got first of all, it. I've never been the type that even thinks about marriage, wedding, what it's gonna look like and stuff. But when I have thought about it, it's been That's one little thing. And the whole white dress thing, it's like cute, like it, but I really think I wanna have a black wedding dress. Oh, you trying to kill one. And <laughs> my mother is absolutely not for it. I just wanna see what you all think. I wanna know why you wore black. Because black is like she said, is powerful. It's just so like I don't want a white wedding dress because of what it represents. So <laughs> I'm gonna touch. Ooh, it ain't gonna. Girl. Tradition says. Says, tradition says white if you're a virgin, or cream if you're not. And that's why now I like new school is whatever wear, your what preference. You're probably gonna wear blue or maybe or something like that. Whatever, because it, 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 you know, I, 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 I'm gonna say this. As long as you get married to someone that loves you, period, loves you, and respects you, then if if you want to wear black, and and both of y'all agree on it, you wear black. At the same time, mama don't want that. (laughs) So it's your choice. Mom, a lot of things she don't want. I but, mean, you know. but she, it's out of the norm. And then it's your choice. But then even in your choice, if you decide, you know what, my black don't make no difference. What is it that you desire? Because you're the one going to be with that man. I don't know. So it's your end. choice. That it's way. whether you're going to agree with mom and, and please your mom or you're going to turn around and do what you want to do. It's your choice. It's a choice. I pretty much always do what I want to do, so. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen people get married in all black and had red bow ties. And it was great, right? I've seen people come in there with everybody on different colors and everything. It doesn't make a difference. We want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in. Continue the conversation with us. Develop a community with other misfits and mystics like us and get your latest updates on shameless plugs and other news by following us on social media. We are on Instagram at Misfits and Mystics Pod, Twitter at Misfits Mystics, and we also have a Facebook page that you can like and share. Want to reach us directly? Shoot us an email at misfitsandmysticspod at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. And with your permission, we might give you a shout out on future episodes. Don't forget to subscribe on whatever streaming service you're using to stay up to date on newest episodes being released. Leave us a review on iTunes to help us gain more visibility. Plus, we appreciate the feedback.